0: Hey there, it's Gary Parish. It's Friday, July 16th, 2021. Welcome back to the CBS Sports Eye on College Basketball podcast where we sometimes discuss camel fighting dodo birds and leaky black. Matt Norlander is here with me. And when I say Matt Norlander is here with me, I mean Dead Leg is here with me face to face in North Augusta, South Carolina, enjoying the what is this, day four of the EYBL circuit?
1: Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday. It is day four of the circuit.
0: Trivia time. O- okay.
1: Last time we did a face-to-face podcast. When was it?
0: Last time we did a face-to-face podcast. When was it? I will go with USA Basketball, August 2019. That would be correct. Correct. You that don't know the answer to your own trivia time? We did. No.
1: I think the last one. Yeah. Yeah, we'll go with that. We had the we had the pandemic March 2020. I heard about that. You heard about that, right? I read something about that. How about that? this? Masked up at the Peach Jam. Technically EYBL. Peach Jam is next weekend. We won't be here for the Peach Jam. This is just EYBL. Got that mask life going on. We got vaccinated.
0: Yeah, I don't like this. Let's go.
1: It feels like it's half enforced down there.
0: Oh, they don't care.
1: They, I, I did have, I had someone come up to me and said, sir, could you? Did now, they? There are, some, there are some coaches that are just straight up, don't even dare approach them. They're not putting on the mask. They're not putting which on, which on the is mask. fine. We're vaccinated.
0: We're vaccinated. CDC said if I'm vaccinated, I'm cool. You're good to go. At, at what point, I'm at the point where I think I'm ready to let the unvaccinated people fend for themselves. And let the vaccinated people, like, let us live how we want to live. That's- I actually I forgot. It's been so long since I've worn a mask. I'm a fully vaccinated man. It's been so long since I've worn a mask that I didn't have one in my car. When I drove to the airport, I just forgot. I just forgot about everything. And so I was like, oh, geez, well, there's got to be one somewhere in this car. And I found one of my kids' masks in the car. So I had to fly from home to Augusta, Georgia, in a kid's mask, I've upgraded to an adult mask, but I prefer to. If it were left up to me, I would prefer to sit courtside at an EYBL event and not have to wear a you mask. You pulled
1: the, you pulled the Cronin with the with the undersized mask. That's what was that was his go to during the tournament. Do you remember this?
0: So are you are, you, are you suggesting I'm on a Final Four run?
1: I don't know. I don't. I don't. I don't quite. I'm know on about an improbable
0: that. run to the Final Four with my I do know child's that mask. The
1: greatest coach in UCLA history and myself. Uh, attempted to have a conversation this morning while masked up, and eventually we just said, "Let's just let's just talk this it's out." It's not here. the easiest thing in the world. It's not. It's not. No, it's not. Um, you are correct. Colorado Springs, Springs, 2019. It's been almost two years to the day since the last time we face to face. How podcasts. about that? This is nice and intimate. You're on
0: my couch. I am on your couch. I mean, I don't think I, you own it. I think Marriott owns this couch.
1: Uh, debatable. I left the door. I, I left the door open. You came right in. It's very, very comfortable, casual. What are you
0: supposed to do with an open door other than walk that, through it? That,
1: I'm just happy it was you. Could have been anyone.
0: It was me. So It is nice to be back here, though. See it's people? Good. This is the first time we've been on the road, first time I've been on the road, in a grassroots setting since... Probably Peach Jam 2019. Yes. Because we followed that up with the USA basketball trip. And then that stupid pandemic hit and shut us down for 2020. So I haven't been back here in two years and in a setting where you're surrounded by all of the people in college basketball in, in two years. So whether it was last night, you and I got in, went and had dinner, you know, you, uh, you end up bumping into people, seeing people you haven't seen in person. Like you might have text with them. You might have talked to them. But I have already spent a, a nice amount of time seeing people that I haven't seen face to face in a in a while. And so that's nice.
1: It's it's very good. I mean you and I saw each other face to face at this year's Final Four and Out and About, but they wouldn't let you come to my room.
0: I wasn't out and about at the Final Four.
1: No, but, but we were out on the set.
0: Yeah, I don't want you trying to get me in trouble. <laughs> I was not out <laughs> and about. I, I saw you on set. Oh, yeah, I in approached a mask. you on set. You approached me on that's set. That's
1: about it. But I, you weren't even allowed in my hotel like you couldn't even step foot in that place I, no you were off in the conrad or whatever
0: yeah you were in the covid hotel I,
1: well i don't know i don't know if that's actually the technical case but it feels great the in person podcast experience I mean, come on now. This is just so much better. It's fine. It, when is you're it? in
0: a... We're probably like five minutes in. I don't know that it's that much better. I think better. <laughs> this
1: is actually, I think the listeners are really appreciating how conversational and casual that this whole thing is here. Here's what we got set Either up. Either
0: that or they're hitting fast forward.
1: No shot. They're listening. This is the best part here. We're going to talk some EYBL, some other hoop stuff. Let's just let's just get into what, we, what we've what we seen so far because I'm pretty sure, and I, I, I resisted you while we were on site, to a little bit, I'm pretty sure you are ready to declare one of the more highly rated prospects of the past half decade is a complete bust. Is am, am I right on this?
0: I'm not ready to go there, okay. but I will say to circle back to, I haven't been in a grassroots setting in two years. I have never seen Jalen Duran in person in until earlier today. Right. He is now regarded by 24/7 Sports as the number one prospect. In the class of 2022, though there is some thought that he's going to reclassify at the end of the summer and either play college basketball next season or join a professional league or join the G League. His college options seem to be Kentucky, Miami, and Memphis. Mm -hmm. And he is also playing... Um, with another consensus top ten prospect, Derek Lively.
1: That dude is good.
0: I will say this about Jalen Dern. When I sat courtside today and looked at him, first off, I would bet everything I own he is not six foot ten.
1: He's not. So he's listed six ten. I said this. I sat down next to Mike Hopkins. And I said he is. Way shorter than I thought he was going to be. I thought I was going that to. That was say, my first impression. Is, now he is well built. He is physical specimen. But I thought when I was going to see Jalen Duran, I was going to see some six eleven, just monster. utterly physically imposing. He's flare. not a monster. He's not that. He's not, not that. that. Yeah, he's six he's eight. My sure.
0: first thought when I saw Jalen Duran was, he's little. no well, he's not little. <laughs> not little like like do, you do, or Gary me. Gary Parrish,
1: do not say that he is little. Okay? He's not six ten. He's not.
0: Like, it'd be like if I walked around saying I was six foot and you would, like, saw me, you'd be like, he's not six foot. Like, Jalen Dern is not 6'10". And so, listen, he's athletic and strong and powerful, and I get it. I'm not saying Kentucky should withdraw its scholarship offer or or Memphis or anybody else. I'm just saying I can't remember being more underwhelmed in a first impression By a quote unquote number one player in the class than I was by Jalen Duran. And it's not just because he didn't play well, it's because he didn't look the part. Um, This is just so everyone's clear listening to this, though, by the way. This is why I love this. You've seen
1: this dude play
0: once. Yeah, now let me say this. I defer to the recruiting uh, analyst on this. They see him in person way more than I see him. I just
1: love that we you watched him once and you are no
0: no 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 no. I'm not saying he shouldn't be ranked know, in the top ten. I'm just saying he didn't look like the number one player in the country to me. Like when you saw Imani Bates, it's like yeah. okay, here's somebody really long can bounce it can shoot it. That looks like somebody who's got a chance to be special. Remember
1: when we saw even when we saw in this setting what three years ago four years ago now when we saw DeAndre Ayton that was easy. clearly. Just during today, this morning, again, one game, but he did not get. But
0: more that than tennis. that, yeah. forget how he played. This is more how of what I'm looked. talking about. Yeah. He looks like a six foot nine traditional center who doesn't do much away from the basket. How is that guy ever going to be the number one pick in an NBA draft? Because if you yeah. are, if you're ranked number one in your high school class, there is some thought that you should be a candidate to be the number one player in an NBA draft someday. I don't think he'll be the number one pick in an NBA draft someday as a six nine traditional center who doesn't do much away from the basket
1: i think he's got a little bit away from the basket but i was sitting next to uh someone from an nba team earlier today nba personnel is actually allowed on site here in north augusta um today then they have to they're not i don't understand why this is the case they're not allowed back tomorrow sunday monday and then they get to return tuesday whatever that nba person said listen he his his ceiling might be like peak Bam Adebayo, but he's not as long as Bam was. But that's kind of what he's going to be. And if, th- if that's what he is, wonderful. Bam Adebayo, top ten level pick, no doubt about it. But not number one overall pick in the draft material. And When Bam was a recruit, and when he was a prospect, he was you know considered top five player in his class. And Duran certainly can be that as well. But I tend to lean with you a little bit. Now we still got we're going to see him play at least you know three four more times here before we before we leave. But after he got moved ahead of Bates and having never had seen him in person, I just was a li- I was a little like, okay, let's let's see some more. I don't know.
0: Yeah, no, he just I'm not saying he doesn't deserve to be a five star prospect. Like, oh my God, who's evaluating this of guy? Course, of I'm course. I'm just saying not. with the way basketball's played today, a true center his size who doesn't I'll just keep repeating it, doesn't do much away from the basket, that doesn't look like a future number one pick to me. It looks like I'm exaggerating here. I think I'm exaggerating here. Oh boy! Looks like Cliff Alexander to me. Oh but maybe gosh! <laughs> Don't
1: go there. I'm not saying. Although he's Cliff Cl- Alexander was an absolute monster.
0: Cliff, Cliff Alexander was a consensus top five prospect in the class of 2014, who was a six nine center. And you know what happened when he got to college? People were like, "It's a six nine center."
1: Duren's got. He's got. He's a better passer. He's got more touch. But I, I hear with what you're saying. Yeah, he's no, got, I, he's got some good touch. Yeah, but, I'm just yeah.
0: saying. Yeah. If you told me pick future Hall of Famer or Cliff Alexander, I would lean more toward Cliff Alexander than future Hall of Famer. Although I think like he he'll be he'll be he'll be great in college. I'm assuming. But I'm talking about from a number one pick in an NBA draft perspective. I just yeah. didn't see
1: it. If he goes to college, that's the other question. And right now, it feels I don't know. Get the vibe. It's like seventy thirty. He doesn't go to college. But the other element to this, and we're actually recording this Friday. Afternoon, we wanted to get this podcast into your feed as soon as we could, but we wanted to watch some actual hoop before we reported from the site. Here, um, we haven't seen Amani Bates play yet today. Plays later on this afternoon, and then he's going to play throughout the weekend. I'm intrigued to see one how good Bates looks because Bates and Durant played on the same. They played. They both played for Team Final, which is a Philadelphia, Pennsylvania-based uh, grassroots team. But because of Nike rules, you either have to be from the state or playing in a connecting state, uh, or be within. So there's some sort of mileage deal, so Bates is not within that radius, so then he's back playing for uh, Bates Fundamental, so they're not teamed up, but they're really, really close friends. The two top players in the Class 22, Amani Bates and Jalen Duren if he doesn't reclass Duran uh, are really, really close friends. So there's, so there's growing curiosity over whether that they will wind up committing to the same place. Memphis is clearly trying to recruit both of them to go play there. It'll be interesting to see what happens with Duren. It feels like the more likely outcome is the professional route, and to a certain extent with Bates as well. Although, we had someone tell us last night that there was a, there was a decent vibe that Bates actually might end up playing a year in college.
0: To me, the only reason Jalen Duren and Imani Bates end up playing in college is because of name, image, and likeness rules changing. Yeah. They can really – you can honestly tell them you can cash in big time. Like, we were talking to one coach last night, and I was – I said, how much do – are you guys – we talked to a bunch of coaches last night, and I was like, how much do you guys spend right now on name, image, and likeness? And one coach was like, I'm just trying to stay out of the way. Go do whatever you want to do. Yeah. And another coach was like, it's already – being handled in recruiting like the idea that this is not a recruiting tool is just a lie it's quite clearly a recruiting tool and i asked this coach i said so what do you do when a player a recruit tells you hey i was told that if i go to this school i can get x amount of dollars getting a deal done with a b and c and the coach said just tell them they can get more with your school you know that's what i'm doing telling them that we like and you can like, that's the thing, like, all a coach has to do is pick up a phone, call his rich, super rich booster, and say, I need this done so we can get this, uh, this prospect signed uh, to a letter of intent. Can you, can you tell me you'll be there for me when I need you to be there for me? Of course, coach. All right, we're done. Yeah, I told you you could get more with us. You can get more with us. I mean, this is happening right now, and I'm confident whoever is recruiting Jalen Dern and Amani Bates are having those conversations. It has to be. In great detail. I know that the G League is offering this. I know that Overtime Elite is offering this. I know that the NBL is offering this. Just understand you can get more by coming to Kentucky, by coming to Miami, by coming to Memphis. Those conversations are happening right now, and for the NCAA to ever even suggest that they wouldn't was always comical.
1: Before we continue on this... I have to read you this quote from Mark Emmert yesterday. He, had, he apparently had some sort of teleconference with three or four media outlets. This is a phenomenal quote on the lines of what we're talking about here. This is Mark Emmert yesterday. <laughs> when you have an environment like that, it just forces us to think more about what constraints should be put in place over, ever on college athletics, and it should be the bare minimum. This is Mark Emmert saying this. What? I mean I'll I'll take it. It's just phenomenal. I actually never thought he would say those exact words. Like he's basically saying college athletics needs the fewest amount of restrictions and constraints on it imaginable and the NCAA should be setting health guidelines, running championships, doing, you know, basically what some people have been saying for decades they should be doing and to hear Mark that just tells me that a highly paid legal team really sat him down and all the the brass of the NCAA say Jig is up. Yeah. Jig's up. And so tied to that that quote, which came out on Thursday with everything we're talking with Bates and Duran, This is where we're at, man.
0: No. Like, Mark Emmert never wanted to loosen the NCAA's grip on amateurism. But when Justice Kavanaugh scolded the NCAA and more or less, and we talked about this, invited future lawsuits. Like, if they try to restrict you on this name, image, and likeness stuff, file a lawsuit. Come see us. We'll be here. And we'll rule in your favor. At that point, the attorneys working with the NCAA understood that us trying to to construct our own name, image, and likeness rules is only going to get us sued. So let's just get out of it. And let's let the states with laws operate within those laws. The states that don't have laws, those schools can do whatever those schools are comfortable doing. And if they want to put restrictions on them, they can. They'll be the one that gets sued, not us. The NCAA has made a a a noticeable decision, an undeniable decision to get out of the lawsuit business.
1: Potentially, I never underestimate the NCAA's ability to not. Well, when they just they 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 stepped out of
0: the way in a way that they have never stepped out of the way before. Sure, they have always presented themselves as we are the people, the, we are the thing that oversees college athletics. And it still is technically the thing. But, you know, they took their holster off and put their gun in their drawer and said, we, we're out of this. We're not, we're not here to tell you guys what to do anymore. And the byproduct of that has prospects who are clearly looking to get paid or prospects who have people around them who are clearly looking to get paid. Once upon a time, if you were trying to recruit Jalen Dern and Imani Bates to college, you would have to get a deal done under the table. That's just a totally reasonable thing to say, given the amount of money that's available to them in other areas. Now you don't have to do something under the table. I'm not saying somebody won't. I'm just saying you don't have to. You can set them up with name, image, and likeness deals, that will allow them to profit in incredible ways and you know it's among the reasons that i have always thought this would be good for college basketball like right now you've got a chance to get those two guys in college Mm -hmm. and and then on the flip side you've got a chance to keep borderline nba prospects in college like you're never going to or rarely going to bring a a person who's considered a top 15 pick back to school top 30 pick back to school can you bring somebody who's slotted to be picked 45th can you get that back guy back to school because he can make seven hundred thousand dollars um on a name image and likeness deal maybe and so if we can get the top end high school prospects in college who otherwise wouldn't be there and we can keep the borderline nba prospects in college who otherwise wouldn't be there if we can do both of those things because of the way name image and likeness has changed why is that a bad thing for college basketball
1: it's not at all. This all lands at an interesting time though cuz as I said, there are, you know, NBA scouts, front office people here at the Peach Jam. I've never seen this before cuz they they stopped being allowed to do this 14 years ago. This would have been right right around when you were finishing up covering the local Memphis beat and got to CBS. That's when this really stopped. Um, Weirdly enough, NBA people are only allowed to come to the Nike EYBL event and the Peach Gym next weekend. No other events. There's other, obviously other things happening across the country. Uh, they're only allowed to come here. Why? No one knows. It's an NBA rule, not a Nike rule or a, a college rule, of course. But this all happening with the NIL stuff. And now you've got NBA valuers back in high school gyms. Remember, David Stern's biggest thing is we don't want our people in high school gyms. Well, now you've got Durin, Bates potentially some others. Bronny James is going to play. He's here in North Augusta, going to be playing later on tonight. We'll play the rest of the weekend. Not that he would be the kind of player that would be on the level of Bates. I don't think that he will be, but I think this is setting the table for um, obviously going straight to it's, – it's allowing a value to say, okay, if these guys are going to go truly straight to the draft or going to the G League, no matter your level, top five player, top 25 player, level player that's going to do it. Uh, you basically have a more competitive environment in the gym now than we've, than we've seen before. And it is pretty interesting just to kind of look down the row of seats and you've got eight college coaches, but then four NBA people, which again, is only for today. They, for whatever reason, can't, can't come tomorrow, but uh, it's an interesting dynamic environment here. Cause you've got all that Oh, by the way, combined with the fact that the recruiting live period is finally now back after not having a year away and coaches, just trying to figure out what the hell's going on. I mean, you got plenty. Of, we mentioned Duran; he was smaller than we thought. He little? I, he's not little. A little but, bitty.
0: Little bitty relative to a normal that. size six foot ten person.
1: Wow, wow, wow. Um, but legitimately, coaches are seeing players in person, or have seen players last weekend, the week, or back in the end of June, where they were pitched and sold on a guy who was six four. 215, and then they show up at the gym to evaluate, and he's 6'1, 195. they talked about this the other day. So, and they're like, Yeah, they he doesn't have an offer anymore. Right. It just he's not the he is not the player we were told about. And that this isn't it's funny, you mentioned you talked to a coach about the other day. This is apparently like within coaching circles, this is one of the hottest discussion points where they're like, Yeah, no, it's happened to me, it's happened to me, it's happened to me, it's happened to me, where you've had all these players. And they don't feel good about it, but they're like, listen, this is not what we're. This is not what we were sold. This is not the kind of player that we need to be recruiting. So the other backdrop to this whole dynamic in July here is you've got a lot of players who, during the entire year where they weren't playing in front of anyone, they were trying to you know send video clips and all this stuff to coaching staffs. They had these visions that they might be able to go play at a top thirty, a top forty, a top fifty school, and like realities. Unless they can seriously overperform at an event like this, like realities can come crashing down. So if you thought you were a Big East level player, uh, you're actually you're probably like an A10 level player. If you thought you were an A10 level player, really you might be going to the MAC instead.
0: After watching Jalen Durham for forty five minutes, I have now dropped him to number three in okay. the class of two thousand twenty uh, right.
1: and and who are one and two?
0: Amani Bates is number one. Okay, we
1: still haven't seen him yet today as does, we're recording does this. Doesn't matter. Does matter? Does, no. He can be. What if he's terrible? And and okay, okay.
0: he at least looks the part.
1: I I'll, well, I'll tell you this, Jalen Duran. What he, what he lacks in relative height, Amani Bates lacks in overall build. That's basically what we're getting at. He's he looks the part, but he is he is skinny.
0: Number number two player in the class of two thousand twenty two now is Amari Bailey. Okay, his mom went to Dodger Stadium with Drake. <laughs> Do you see this story? I did not see this story. Drake is dating Amari Bailey's mother. Get out of
1: here! It's this a true is story. Not happening. Amari Bailey's mother is dating Drake.
0: Google it. Google
1: it. Tell the story. Tell the people while I check this. Real
0: so Drake shows up at uh, where's Amari Bailey play? Sierra Canyon. Shows up at a Sierra Canyon game, but like nobody knows what that's. You know, is he just there? To- I
1: remember this because he was ridiculously over the top, and it's like it's like Drake. It's not even your kids. Your kids not even playing right now. What are we doing?
0: His soon-to-be stepson is playing. Amari Bailey. So next thing you know, Drake's um, hooking it with Amari Bailey's mom. And next thing you know, they're having a romantic dinner at Dodger Stadium. Google it. If you're in high school, is that cool that your mom is hooking it with Drake or not?
1: What is going on?
0: Like, do people go, oh, man, that's awesome that your mom is dating Drake? Or do they say, oh, man, Drake's banging your mom? Like, which one do you have to deal with?
1: I'm seeing a tweet that went viral from July ninth that says someone's wearing a shirt that says "I'm not the stepfather, I'm the father that stepped up." Drake when he saw the potential of Amari Bailey.
0: <laughs> I didn't
1: know this was coming. Well, how about that?
0: Woo! Do you think? Do you think you get? Is it? Yo, man, your mom's dating Drake. That's awesome. I think it is. Or is it your mom? <laughs> uh, Drake
1: Drake uh, got your mom.
0: Or is it Drake got your mind? It's a so tough spot. Quite the, quite the lock.
1: We talk about NIL messing up some locker room dynamic. I feel like this is really something that might complicate matters there.
0: I don't know. I couldn't begin to guess. My mom never dated Drake.
1: So you have this player ranked number two solely on the fact that Drake's now involved. That's exactly Doesn't right. seem like
0: it's a, a smart strategy, to be honest. Plus, he's going to UCLA to play for Mick Cronin.
1: He is. Doesn't seem like Drake's involvement, though. I don't know. I, gonna, might, I might bump him down. On my we're going
0: to have list. Drake inside Paulie Pavilion.
1: That's true.
0: Think about that.
1: That's true. By the way, oh, my gosh. The Drake Amari Bailey Twitter memes, viral (laughs) tweets are amazing. This is how Drake's going to be at Amari Bailey's next game, and it's the photo of Drake sitting with the Kentucky team (laughs) studying film. (laughs) Have you seen this photo? Uh, Of course. Oh, my God. Just (laughs) unbelievable. you got Carl Anthony Towns in the back. He's sitting next to Trey Lyles studying film. What was going on with that? Kentucky distanced itself from that, I feel like, pretty successfully. But like, remember when he was in layup lines? Oh, yeah. Taking Jays and airballing them? What the hell
0: was that? I feel
1: like he should have caught. I know he caught some. He should have caught way more.
0: Oh, he caught a lot. There was this whole uh, thing we went through where Drake was um, showing up supporting champions. (laughs) Like, he would just change his favorite team to, like, one day he'd be a Kentucky fan, the next day he'd be a Duke fan. Next day, like right now, he might be a Tampa Bay Buccaneers football fan. That, that was a thing for a while. Like, oh, who's Drake's favorite team going to be next? That was a thing. He called to be the biggest rapper in the world for a while. He got made fun of a lot.
1: I would say the so. The biggest rapper
0: in the world doesn't usually get made fun of a lot.
1: Some of those Drake Amari. I had to, I had to close the Twitter search. Some of those. Drake, I can't even read some of those on the podcast. There's some people are vicious. Some of them were funny, though.
0: Amari, okay. Amari Bailey's mom, man. Number two. Did you at least Google Amari
1: Bailey's mom? It's, it's, she came up in the Twitter thread she thick. there. So there you go. She thick. Okay, sure. Now you've got Jalen Duran number three.
0: Yep, Jalen Duren's right. now number three. Okay, and I don't a- want this to, to be a, a podcast where people go, oh, Gary Parrish thinks Jalen Duran sucks. That's what it's d- going to be. I do not think Jalen Duran sucks. I think he's going to be a tremendous uh, college basketball player if he does play college basketball um, somewhere for a year. I'm just saying when you compare him to other five-star centers in recent years and compare him to number one overall prospects in recent years it's a little harder to see would you at least agree with that i would agree with that
1: but you're you're actually ready to gamble your life on the idea that he won't go number one in the draft
0: i've gambled my life on way less okay <laughs> yes an hour ago i and would he, bet you my life this is what he said to me I'll bet you my life Unprompted. that he has never picked number one in an NBA draft. I mean,
1: Based on the what fact. If you, what if you are wrong? Then it's over. I had a it's good run. It's over for you. I had a good run. It's over for yeah, you. Yeah, I had
0: a good run. Okay. You know? I had a good run. What, what How I are I we going to go
1: about this? Like, what have I done to deserve to live much deep. longer? I mean, okay.
0: If it's if I lose my life to Jalen uh, Duren. Who math, is holding
1: I, you accountable to this? Are you holding yourself I'll accountable? I hold myself accountable. You're going to hold yourself accountable to this? Yes. <laughs> Jalen Duran. Number one in the draft. If it happens, you're holding yourself accountable. It's over for
0: me. Then it's over for me. I'll just hug my kids goodbye and call it a, call it a career.
1: So just sliding Kyle Boone into the podcast? Strong jaw. Okay. It's over.
0: You guys will be fine. It'll be fine.
1: I think you're likely to be correct. I don't think that he's going to go number one. Yeah, I'm not saying he
0: can't be the 10th pick in the draft. I'm just saying 6'9 center, who is a center. And six 6'9 wing. He's a 6'9 center. I don't care how strong you are. That's it's He ain't what the NBA is looking for right now.
1: No one asked you to put your life on the line for this, though. Really, uh, you really went
0: aggressive. Sometimes you have to be willing to put your life on I the mean, line. I mean, we're just walking out of the, the
1: Riverview Park Ath- Athletic Center, and you're just like, just so you know, I'm willing to bet my life on this. Okay. Let's just go find the car first. And, oh, by the way, on the top of the car, yeah, I'm going to sort. Two things with the car. One you you know within three hours of you getting a rental car why don't you just tell the people what you did
0: it seems damaged but i don't remember doing it is it. damaged did i do that yes Ugh. simple park job no
1: bumper it came off like a lego although i will be to your credit you're like i think i can push that back in just like a lego <laughs> and you did some other scrapes on it though.
0: I don't know what happened there. I'm not going to take responsibility for that.
1: Man, we're not we're not going to talk about this on this podcast, but like three years from now, we're going to talk about what happened last night with the conversation we had and the person that was sitting next to us. That was funny. We'll talk about that one day down the road. That's just a that's a that's a long boil tease. 2024, 2025. Anyway, you wrecked the you wrecked your car. You have many issues driving down in this area. Um, One time, real quick. One time, you got your car stuck on the grass. We had to get, like, it was like 9.45 at night. You had, like, Mike Krzyzewski walking back to his car. And you got four of us media idiots trying to push you off this hill so you can get your car back. John Pelfrey helped.
0: Yeah. I remember John Pelfrey being there That happened.
1: Like, eight years ago, we left... The peach jam to go get a late dinner. And that was when the GPS was in the car, not on your phone. You punched it in. You didn't realize that you had punched it in by foot instead of by car. And so it said that it was going to take us 17 hours to get to where we were going. So we were pretty screwed up for a couple minutes trying to figure out what the heck had happened. And yeah, then, I was
0: looking for a new restaurant. I, I was yeah, hungry. I couldn't wait 17, 17 more hours. hours. That actually
1: brought me to tears and laughter. And then, uh, you, all, you you almost, you know, off-roaded again trying to just leave leave
0: the facility today.
1: And you've busted up a bumper. Not good.
0: My life's on the line. None of this other stuff <laughs> okay. matters to okay. me. My life's on the line, dead leg.
1: Any other thoughts on Peach Jam before we get on to other news? I'm no, not-
0: just that um, I wish we could get rid of the mask rule. And I've been for mask this entire time. But I think once we get to July 2021... Vaccine's been readily available for six or so months. Fin for yourselves, unvaccinated. Let me take my mask off and talk to Mark Fox.
1: Yes, that's true. That's true. Shouldn't
0: have to talk to Stan Jones through a mask.
1: That's the other tough thing, you know. You haven't seen someone in a while. Got the mask on. It's just a barrier to entry. You know, a little tough.
0: It's just a little tough. A little tough. It's not. not but something. I'm
1: not. Comp- but you know what. It's the most enjoyable. It's just nice to be here. It's nice to be here, and there aren't throngs of people. You can walk in and out and not have to wade through a sea of humanity to get in and out. Because the reality is, it's a great facility. It is so popular that in normal times, it's, it's, the event is too big for the building. But it feels great to be back.
0: Wish Amari Bailey's mom was here. Okay. She's thick, boy. I
1: got nothing on that.
0: She's thick. Google her. Kugler, former Oral Roberts standout Kevin O'Banner announced he's transferring to Texas Tech University. We'll get into that next and some other transfer developments. But first check this out.
1: The all new Hyundai 2024 Santa Fe is equipped with everything you need to break free from the dull work week and embark on an adventurous weekend with your family. taking a ski trip up with the family, maybe going on a camping expedition, anything and everything. Learn more about the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe at HyundaiUSA.com. Call 562-314-4603 for complete details.
0: Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Has announced that he is transferring to Texas Tech. 6 Ford, you might remember him from the NCAA tournament. He uh, helped Oral Roberts get to the Sweet Sixteen. Average eighteen point seven points, nine point six rebounds. Shot forty-six point three percent from three. So this is a nice pickup for Mark Adams, isn't it? It
1: is. But let's let's discuss O'Banner and let's discuss. Let's let's you know, let's be transparent with our audience as always. Why are we doing a podcast right now in the 3 p.m. Eastern hour on a Friday?
0: I'm not sure, honestly. Okay, okay. I was wondering well, this. Well, this would
1: be, hey, if you wanted to it, me to pack up the laptop and the recording equipment and get this done tonight at about 1045, that'd, that'd be our best podcast episode ever. But depending on who was with us, they might not want that publicly available for people to listen to. So we're not going to do that. But we acknowledge if we actually did a podcast like that, it would be, just the most entertaining amazing one we could possibly do but we're not going to do it i'd love to
0: though now nah, by ten i'm ready okay. to, i'm ready to not be talking into a microphone <laughs>
1: Okay, that's what i'm real that then and yet the irony is that's when you would best be in front of a microphone but regardless the reason why we're doing this now is we've been waiting all morning much of the afternoon for kofi coburn to announce he's returning to illinois so as we record this podcast Barring what I would define as truly a stunning turn of developments, like the biggest transfer that matters here is Coburn. He's going to go back to Illinois. He's scheduled to announce on Friday. Hell, by the time you're listening to this podcast, he could have quite, quite clearly could have already announced it. But we talked to people on the ground here, made some texts. Coburn, Illinois is going to happen. It just hasn't happened yet. And for whatever reason, in the midnight hour, he goes to either Kentucky or Florida State, may a couple here, and we will, uh, we will factually correct it for the record on our next podcast episode. But that's why the podcast has landed when it's landed. O'Banner has decided, and that is a big-time get for Texas Tech, although it is interesting because Max A. Smith pulled out of the draft, returning to Oral Roberts. Rare case. Don't have the answer for this. I, I'm actually intrigued. What was the last time a head coach got the leading scorer in the country back on his roster the next year. How long has it been since something like that happened? Don't know. If O'Banner had returned... Sounds like something
0: you should have looked up. Eh, you know, been, Feel like a Campbell fighting camel might have done that. Been,
1: <laughs> maybe. Been a little, little busy haven't uh I feel like I got all preseason to look that up. But it did pop into my head. O'Banner's not returning. Oral Roberts will still be Fairly solid in that league. I'll remind you, they did not win the Summit League last season. So but, is he
0: just running for Max Aismith? He just says, I don't want to play with the leading scorer in America again. I want to be the leading scorer.
1: I Well, I don't. that's not going to happen. <laughs> I can, I'm can. i willing to. No, I'm not. I'm bet not, your life. I'm not. I'm not willing. Bet your life. I can't do it. I can't.
0: Your life is worth less than mine. If I can
1: bet <laughs> mine, you can bet yours. I'm just, and yet, I'm not willing to go there. I'm not willing to bet my life that Kevin O'Banner will not lead the nation in scoring.
0: Lead Texas but, Tech in scoring? You bet your life on that? No. No,
1: I'm not betting my life on that. No. You don't
0: gamble enough, seriously. Not like
1: that. Not like that. We're not. I'm not going that far. He is a nice addition for Texas Tech. This is a good pickup for Mark Adams. Um, he, the school's already announced that he's signed the paperwork and all that. It is a good get for a program that could use a player of his level. It would have been great if he had returned to Ole Roberts. He, it, just because they would have been um, a wonderful mid-major story heading into next season. But regardless, I think all things being equal, they would have. If you if you told Oral Roberts you can only get one of these two back, they're taking ace-miss every single time. So O'Banner will go to Texas Tech, and in the process, make the Big Twelve that much stronger. Um, it's going to be. A, I mean, the Big Twelve is good every year, but that league is setting up to be. I mean, if Texas Tech was expected to be like either you know six, seven, eight in that league, and even if they still will be, maybe O'Banner being added, he he's a really really good. Uh, pick-and-pop kind of shooter, and he, he should be able to score. I don't know if he'll lead the team in scoring, but he should be able to fill it up. The question is, can he do it consistently at that level?
0: Texas Tech fans have made it clear to me that now that they've gotten rid of Chris Beer, they're ready to really take off as a program. <laughs> and so uh, Kevin O'Banner will be the uh, uh, you know a, a big part of that, I would assume. I, I didn't move Texas Tech into the top 25-1 and one based on this development, but they're probably top 35-ish, top 40-ish. Certainly a projected NCAA tournament team, In the first year under Mark Adams, would you agree with that? A projected tournament team, not a definite tournament team.
1: Uh, I would say Texas Tech is a top forty team, but you know the thirty eighth best team isn't making the tournament because of auto bids. But yeah, sure, why not? Yeah, I say if you're a Texas Tech fan with the O'Banner news, if you want to be grounded in your expectations, say you know what we've got a group here. Adam steps in as head coach. If we can be a, a 9 or 10 seed, that's going to be a good season. So, yeah, sure.
0: Um, and then with Kofi Coburn going back to Illinois, just happy for Brad Underwood. But would have been a real shame. He has, like, the best uh, the, the season of his coaching career. And then, like, everybody leaves him. I know. <laughs> his whole staff left. Io left. Coburn going back to Illinois. That's uh, it's,
1: it's good, but you're not – we agree on this. I mean, Coburn – He's got an interesting situation in terms of where, like, where... Is he going to be a preseason All-American? Is there enough around him? He was so good last season. He
0: he was a second-team CBS Sports All-American last season. The only player uh, who was um, a first-team All-American who returned... Drew Timmy from Gonzaga. Mm -hmm. And the only player who was a second-team All-American who came back is Kofi Karbin of Illinois. He's got to be. He's a preseason first-team All-American.
1: He won't have a lot around him. What I'm getting at here is you are not bumping Illinois into your rankings. And I would say they probably... All right. Better team right now. Texas Tech or Illinois?
0: (sighs) Close. Comparable. i put them in in the same type of category of not top 25-1 and teams, but... Both in the top 40. Neither in the top 26, but both in the top 40. Both have a chance to go to the NCAA tournament.
1: I like... You now, Corbello's a little bit of a wild child on the court. We'll see how he does as a sophomore. I like Andre Corbello. I would... I think I would slightly lean Illinois will be better than Texas Tech next season. So, tournament team, not top 25 worthy. Coburn returning is huge. That whole thing, by the way, is... So, he, he puts his name into the draft. Puts his name into transfer portal. Then puts... Illinois on his list of transfers and then returns to Illinois. I don't know something weird there.
0: Well, there's nothing weird. It used to be weird when people would say, "I'm leaving." There was one school that used to always have a player saying, "I'm leaving," and then that player would always come back. And you're like, "I know what happened there." Now, <laughs> now you just have to convince this, you know, possible undrafted prospect. Dude, what do you want to go play in the G League for when you could be an All-American, come back to Illinois, and, and make a million dollars off your name, image, and likeness rights? Just be a college basketball star and make a lot of money doing that. Instead of, you know, playing for the Memphis Hustle and, and connecting through Atlanta and seat 32B. You we'll know, we'll do private planes and nice hotels. You'll play on the Big Ten Network, CBS and ESPN. You'll be a preseason All-American, and you'll cash in. Come back to school. What are you doing? I mean, isn't that though? That's that's the way this stuff goes down now. Yeah, pretty much. That's the way I, I mean, if I were Kofi Coburn, I would have come back to school. I don't know that I would have picked Illinois. I mean, I don't care where he goes to school, but he has got a better chance of being a prominent prospect, a prominent player who makes real money next year at the collegiate level than he does at any level above the collegiate level. He is a perfect or at least an obvious example of somebody who is a great college basketball player who doesn't project as a great NBA player for a lot of the reasons we've already talked about at the top of this podcast. So just now you're able to cash in as a, as a productive and famous um, high profile college basketball player. So, so do that like, so, you know, I know Kentucky was in there to some degree that I was
1: I was told that was a little overstated.
0: It, it, certainly, it seems to be a little overstated. Yes. But like they were listed as they
1: were listed, yes.
0: And that that always you know gets a little dicey. Like okay, you lose two assistants to another school, and yeah. they're going to take your best player. Right. like yes. there has to be some sort of code. I would, yeah. Like yeah. and they uh, already
1: have Sheboy on the roster, right? Yeah,
0: and they're in there with Jalen Durham.
1: And, and who he might reclassify. This is this is why,
0: right? I, like know. there, there does yeah. I think seem to be like there needs to be a a little bit of a all right. Kentucky offered you assistant coach jobs for more money. I got it. You can't take my best player too. Come on, like yeah. there's a gotta. <laughs> I don't know. Like maybe there is. Maybe everything's just cutthroat. Maybe do what you got to do, I don't, but. Yeah. Um, Kentucky was, at least on the surface level, considered an option. Florida State was yeah. considered an option. Um, you know, he'd have been great. at, at but Kofi he, Coburn's
1: got no desire to average 12 points a game.
0: And that's what he'd do at Florida State. That's right. Just like everybody else on that's Florida right. State's roster. It's amazing. He's, not, he's not looking for that. Um, I will say this. One of the – like when you're reading, you know, Kentucky is not really involved with Kofi Coburn – You know, M-dash, they're all in on Jalen Duran. Just to circle this all the way back, if you told me I could only have one of those two for next season in college basketball, I'd rather have Kofi Coburn than Jalen Duran for one year of college basketball. Right. Not necessarily their careers for the next decade, but who will be a better college basketball player next season? I'd rather have Kofi Coburn than Jalen Duran.
1: I would agree with you on that. Yes, I think he is... Clearly, at this point. I don't even think that's arguable. For as high as Dern Singleton might be and as good of a prospect as he is, we've seen it with Coburn at this level, and he's only getting better.
0: We'll bet my life that oh, Coburn is a better college basketball player next season than Jalen Duran.
1: Okay. I mean, that's starting to get – you're slipping down a slope
0: here. All right, that's – what's next? I don't know that there is a next. Okay. It could just be over. But think about it, if you'd have saw Kofi Coburn in it, on on Court One today, what that would have looked oh like. My gosh. <laughs> okay, think about what that would have looked like. Seriously, if you'd have saw Kofi Coburn on Court One, so I
1: have a I have a completely different question. You have any other thoughts on the transfers? I got one quick one here actually. Marcus Carr hasn't decided as we record this. He's probably going to decide by the time we do our next podcast. And I mean, it's either going to be Texas or professional route. Feels like Texas, right? I mean, that, that, that Texas is loaded. They're loading up. They're loading up. Whether they get him or not, I think they will. Keep an eye out on that as well. Uh, that's the other big one. Like, Coburn's the best transfer, if you want to even call it that, because he went to Illinois, went back to Illinois. Carr would be top three to five in that range there. So if he goes to Texas as well, where do you have Texas in your rankings? Are they, they're, number four? they are four? Are you top five on them or not quite that? They're going to have a case. I want to
0: say they're like seven. Okay.
1: They're going to have a case to be pretty to be that high. I don't know. If if Carr goes there, they're going to have just a lot there. Even And even stuff like when Devin asked you, he transferred out of Kentucky to go to Texas. I think he'll actually have a really productive season next season because he'll be doing a little bit more and has to be doing some different things from what he did at Kentucky. Um, one of many players on the roster.
0: I've got but, Texas yeah. at 11. Is that too low? Yeah, they're too low. That's too low.
1: Especially if they get Carr. You can't. I think well, it's if hard they to get car, to, I'll adjust. I would say it's hard to justify Texas outside the top seven if they get car, but that's just me. You certainly could have some people that uh, that disagree.
0: We'll How about this? That. They get Marcus Carl move into the top seven. Done. Boom. Bet your life on that.
1: I, if uh, my life is in your hands, so I don't know. Uh, completely random topic that we didn't talk about before, but I have to ask you about. I just need your thoughts on it. I think you probably saw it. Something very disturbing on Twitter on Thursday. Do you know what I'm referring to? No idea. No clue?
0: Wouldn't lie about that. I have no clue.
1: What are our thoughts? And I talked to a couple coaches about this today. Confusion runs amuck within the coaching fraternity. The head coach down in Athens has an outright passionate devotion to Little Caesars pizza. Did you see it?
0: Tom Crane loves Little Caesars. That's right.
1: Did this not flare your radar?
0: I didn't see it. I'm sorry. I missed it.
1: I don't know what the hell's going on, but (laughs) I just imagine all the pizza available to you in the world and you choose... You choose Little Caesars overall. Okay. Here's, here's what happened. Little Caesars, apparently, it debuts a new pizza with plant-based pepperoni. Okay? So this is, a, this is an article in the Detroit Free Press. Tom Crean <laughs> tweets out Little Caesars. He tweets out the link and he says, please, Little Caesars, Do not mess with the greatness of your (laughs) traditional pizza pepperoni. Little Caesar's official account replied back, not to worry, Tom, our classic pepperoni pizza will still be there for you. Okay. And then Tom Green retweets that with, that is truly appreciated. I've been with you since the inception. (laughs) My loyalty is, capital letters, for real, to the pizza pizza. Let me read that again. That is truly appreciated. I've been with you since the inception. My loyalty is for real to the pizza pizza.
0: Listen. Did he delete this? Because I can't find it. Oh, it's it's
1: from it's from July 13th, so it's from earlier in the week. I thought it might have been yesterday. And then I tweeted at him what's happening here. What? I'm gonna confront Tom Crean in front of people and ask him what the hell's going on here.
0: Okay. Well, I would just say this.: Come on now. As the father of young boys, little Caesars has its place in this world. No,
1: it doesn't. I'm going to say this on the podcast.: right You
0: can now. walk in and pick it up and walk right out.: it's,
1: it's ready to go.: Listen, almost every pizza is at some level acceptable, and I get all that. I, over under the last time I had little Caesars is 2002. What's your over under? March? No. Oh, certainly this year. Oh my God.
0: No, my, my, I mean, my kids I like almost,
1: it. I, I might walk out of this room.
0: Well, you can walk out. Just um, <laughs> close the door behind you. <laughs> Give me a pillow. I'm fine. I'm fine. I don't need your company. Um,
1: no offense to Little Caesars, but come on. This pizza is trash. Effect. This pizza is trash.
0: What would you rather have? Laid a on. Little Caesars pepperoni.
1: I'm a or, pescatarian, so
0: go ahead. Or a Jalen Durant Think about it.
1: Jalen Duran. Think about it before you I'd answer. I'd rather have Jalen six 6'8". Yeah, I'd rather have Jalen
0: Um, Listen, no, I, I would never go get Little Caesars for myself. Like, I'm craving pizza. I'm going to go get Little Caesars. That doesn't happen to me. But it's not as bad as you're trying to make it out to be because I do fundamentally believe that all pizza is good. Some pizza is better than others, but all pizza is good. Like, all steaks aren't good you get a bad steak, it's like, this is not good. I can't even chew this. All pizza's good. There's no I such thing I don't know as if it. all pizza is good. There's I no. think most pizza is good. There's no such thing as bad. I, what, what kind of pizza, and I don't mean ingredients, because there are ingredients that I don't like. Like, if you had the greatest pizza in the world, but So I had we're black saying olives. at a base level, it's
1: just dough, sauce, Cheese.
0: I'm just saying it is hard to impossible to screw had up. The, it's it's dough, rare. Sauce, yeah.
1: I, it, it is hard to mess that up. Yes. Yeah,
0: it's hard to mess. That up. Like it's just going to be good. No matter what, like if you go get the best pizza in New York city or a Tony's frozen pizza, if it's dough, cheese sauce, it's going to be fine. You, you'd prefer a to B, but B's fine. Little Caesars is fine. It's fine. Um, I will say they've got that new commercial where they're showing, like, a new pizza, and it looks good in the commercial. Little Caesars?
1: Yes. No idea what you're talking
0: It about. looks good in the commercial. Not, it doesn't look great enough for me to go get it, but it looks great, at me, great enough for me to go, man, I wouldn't mind eating that, maybe. I've said that. I mumbled that to myself. I've said I wouldn't mind eating that, maybe. Listen. Didn't Little Caesars used to be where you had to get one? If you're going to buy one pizza, you got two?
1: I, you're asking the wrong guy. And then if
0: you, you'd say, okay, well, then I want two pizzas. Okay, we'll give you four. And they were like, you know, like, no. And then they're like, if you buy four pizzas, you get eight. Like, it was always buy one, get one free. I feel like they stopped that at some point because it was just getting confusing. But I, I have not gone to Little Caesars personally in a long time, but I have enjoyed Little Caesars pizza within the past year, and it's it's enjoyable. Right, couple- it's not great. I'll tell you, if you're looking for the new fast food food item to get, let me tell you what's slept on. What? The che King from Burger King. The, no idea. The spicy chicken, the new chicken sandwich that Burger King does. Dude.
1: Watch yourself. There's another Dude. sports podcast that prides itself on chicken sandwich dialogue, so we we, we can't infringe. How about this? Two things. We're going to rank the pizza chains. And also, Tom Crane says he's been with them since, quote, the inception. No, Tom. You were born in 66. Little Caesar's. Established
0: in 59. Who knew that? I would have never guessed that. Little Caesars been
1: around since 1959? Founded May 8, 1959, 62 years ago in Detroit, Michigan. Number of locations. Okay. Trivia time. Okay. How many number of locations worldwide are there of Little Caesars? 212. 5,463. What in the world?
0: What in the world?
1: 5,463 four hundred and sixty three Man, the people love them some little caesars guess so leave a review on apple podcast let us know your opinion on little caesars pizza or any pizza i'm not feeling this but you're gonna rank this real quick major pizza chains okay okay let me give you some options here we're gonna go obviously we're gonna go caesars domino's pizza hut papa john's and have you had Sabaro enough that you feel like you can rank it? Of course. I feel like California Pizza ch- Kitchen's too elevated. I've had that, though. All right. Caesars, Papa John's, Pizza Hut, Domino's,
0: Sabaro. Rank them. Papa John's.
1: Get out of it.
0: They've got that garlic sauce. You're out of your mind. They've got that garlic sauce, man. You're out of
1: your mind. I am going to tell you what the number one is here. But, okay, go ahead. Papa John's. And I think Papa John's is, is five on my list, by the way. I think it's the last one.
0: I'll get a deep dish from Domino's.
1: <laughs> okay. I like it. Okay. Pizza Hut. That's three. Okay. Caesars is four then.
0: Yeah. I never said Little and you're Caes-
1: going Sabaro five? I'll go. A real New York slice?
0: I'll go Sabaro somewhere in there, but not number one. They don't have the garlic sauce like Papa a John's classic stuff.
1: New York slice. Sabaros. Whatever. It's fine. Okay. I'm going Pizza Hut one. It's fine. Okay. No, it's, it is the, my brothers and I have a very deep philosophy on this. It is the best pizza that tastes the best the next day. It's whatever, when you get it, it's hot, whatever. It it warms up best a day later. And you got the stuffed crust. Come on. I love stuffed crust. Genre shifting and world shaking when it came out. I don't know when that was, 95. They found another place to put cheese in a pizza. I love stuffed
0: crust. By, by the way, do you realize you're talking to a former Papa John's and Pizza Hut delivery band? <laughs>
1: I'm gonna guess Pizza Hut came first.
0: Pizza Hut did come first.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Then you graduated to the next
0: level. Went to Papa John's. Branched out. Wanted hmm. to join a new team. Like I was like the Kevin Durant of pizza delivery guys.
1: I'm gonna put out a poll. unprompted, and you only get four options. I'm gonna knock Sparrow off because it's Northeast. Yeah. I'm gonna ask people to vote.
0: It's Papa John's, Pizza Hut, Domino's, Caesars. Caesars are my. And what do my you order. think?
1: What do you think? The what do you think is gonna be the most popular? Pizza Hut. I think so too. I'd go Pizza Hut 1, Sbarro 2, get me a classic New York slice. Do you realize what I'm referencing here? Is that an off the There office? we go. There we go. Um, I would say I haven't had Domino's in – I haven't had any of these in like – Because they've
0: got that Sbarro right in Times Square. Is that where Michael Scott was?
1: I, they have them everywhere, but yeah. It's uh, just an, it's, that's actually one of the truly good scenes in a, a great meme. Okay, so I go Pizza Hut 1, Sbarro 2, Domino's 3, Caesars for Papa John's five. I'd be interested to see what people have to say about this. Well, you'd be the Tom only Crean one. has been with Caesars, only Tom Crean, man. Who's the other? All right, last one we'll on this Tom Crean's devotion to Little Caesars. What other head coach could match his devotion to a pizza chain at this level? I feel like. I feel like if you told me Chris Mack was all in on Domino's, I'd buy it.
0: Well, what's the relationship between Papa John and everybody in the state of That's Kentucky great. Uh,
1: I actually think it's fairly complicated. I think it's
0: complicated. I, th- I think, I think I the think relationship it's actually extremely complicated. It, yeah. Now that You
1: mentioned that. So that might be an issue there. Um, I mean, listen, if you, if you told me that, if you told me like Huggins was all in on Pizza Hut, I'd buy it. I think that might be a likely candidate right there. What college coach, outright devotion. I mean, Tom Crean is standing up for what he believes in. Little Caesars. Little Caesars, traditional pepperoni.
0: I I believe, to a certain degree, I believe in Little Caesars as well. I don't don't scoff at pizza the way some of you Northeasterners scoff at pizza. I just enjoy pizza.
1: When you grow up in the state that's arguably the pizza capital of the country, Connecticut, New Haven Pizza, come at me, you can't help but have these – but have these opinions on it. I'm checking right now to see if there's a little Caesars in Augusta.
0: We'll go. Me should you we? and Tom. Should we?
1: Yes. Should we should we take Tom Crean out and eat some
0: Me, you, Tom, and Jalen Duran? That boy's gotta grow. We gotta get some food in. He's gotta grow.
1: There's a little Caesars
0: on Washington Road in Augusta. What, every There's everything on Washington Road in Augusta. Everything.
1: Okay. I'm gonna try and make this happen. I'm serious.
0: Me, you, Tom Crean, Jalen Duran.
1: Well, I think three out of four might be achievable. You, me, and Jalen <laughs> Yes, Me and Jalen Duren. <laughs>
0: go, go to Little Caesars, and I talk to him about the importance of continuing to eat well. Yes, because he's got to I'm gonna.
1: I'm gonna. I'm going to approach. If I gotta figure, Tom's gonna be here at some point. If he's not here already, if we can catch him while he's here, do a little, little dinner date. Tom Crane, Little Caesars. Sounds
0: hey. I've eaten worse in Augusta. And Georgia. you didn't
1: want to talk about pizza on the podcast.
0: Don't doubt me. <laughs> this was our best segment in months.
1: <laughs> this is.
0: This seems real loose. <laughs> seems That's, the best. This seems real. Like we might have needed an editor for this episode of the High on College Basketball podcast. But whatever, it's done. Shouts to Devin Downey. Shouts to Chester, South Carolina. Shouts to King McClure, legend. Shouts to Lornell. Thank you guys for listening once again to the Island College Basketball Podcast. Middle of the dumbest pandemic of my lifetime. I didn't know when we came back to Augusta, we were back in the middle of the pandemic.
1: It, it never ended. In some ways here, it maybe never started, but it also never ended.
0: If you haven't subscribed, please go subscribe anywhere you subscribe to podcasts, including Apple Podcasts. And we'll talk to you again real soon. Till then, take care.